millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are listening to the Mother of All Talk Shows podcast with George Galloway. Patrice Lumumba is the greatest of all African leaders. He wasn't given time to prove that to everybody else, but that's because the everybody else that killed him feared that I would turn out to be right and that he would not just become the president of a united Congo, the richest country in Africa, but his pan-African vision and his vision of Africa as part of the non-aligned movement that would never uh, be at the service or be reoccupied by the imperial powers was so dazzlingly powerful. I believe he was a truly great man, and I'd like you to be persuaded of it. Vijay Prashad is the most persuasive historian and commentator that I know. Uh, He's been on the show before, uh, but here he is now on this uh, auspicious period when we remember Lumumba and we remember the grisly end uh, that the empire had in store for him. New documents emerging just this weekend, making clear just how deeply the British as well as the beastly Belgian colonists were involved with the CIA and with uh, Lyndon Johnson uh, to uh, destroy not just Lumumba, but the whole possibility of uh, the Congo being the success story that I am convinced it could have been. Vijay Prashad joins us now. Thank you, Vijay. Always a pleasure to see you. Uh, Let's not uh, just take my word for it. You give us, uh, give the audience your view on uh, the greatness or otherwise of Patrice Lumumba. You see, um, George, it's great to be back with you. It's just after the 61st uh, death anniversary, assassination anniversary of Patrice Lumumba. He was assassinated uh, very brutally by Western intelligence services working with the um, military forces that had essentially mutinied against his government. The situation was so gruesome that his body was essentially disappeared. They knew that the myth, the vision of having a Lumumba body, um, you know, to bury and therefore a place where his supporters could go was too much for them to bear. They destroyed his body. Whatever remains uh, were there were taken back to Belgium. And till today, 61 years later, there's a debate going on about his remains. There was an agreement to bring uh, the tooth and other parts of Lumumba's body back to the Congo on the 17th of January. That fell apart. The president of Congo said, well, it had to do with COVID. Let's delay till June. In fact, there are serious disagreements uh, among various 
parties about what should be done. The family of Patrice Lumumba, his children, uh, have said this, his body's return to the Congo must not be used to strengthen the political forces around the president. I mean, you know, we're talking about a man who would have been the leader for a long period of one of the great countries in Africa. He was only allowed to be the prime minister from June 1960 to September 1960, just a matter of a few months. And I want to say a few words about that. When he came to power, uh, led by people like Kwame Nkrumah, whom he looked up to as his mentor, um, Patrice Lumumba had a very simple agenda for the country. He wanted to take hold of the country, Africanize the bureaucracy. Belgians were absolutely against that. He wanted to unify the country to get rid of ethnic and tribal divisions, something that continues to plague the Congo till today and which is what allows the Congo to be so heavily exploited by multinational corporations, the use of ethnicities against each other and so on. He was prevented from doing that. And thirdly, he wanted to create a military that was patriotic, a Congolese military, not a military that would be beholden to Western intelligence services and military forces. And in fact, trying to create a Congolese military, which should be, in fact, um, the purpose of any government to create a patriotic defense force. In trying to do that, he found himself uh, in front of a mutiny of some senior officials who we later learned were in the pay of either Belgian intelligence or of the CIA. Um, everything he tried to do was fairly commonsensical. It wasn't such a radical agenda. It was a common sense agenda to build a country. And he was prevented from doing that. He was brutally, brutally murdered 61 years ago. It's very difficult to forget that the killing of Lumumba, the killing of Thomas Sankara and other people have really taken away from the African people the possibilities of constructing a future. I think that's something that should be remembered now, particularly as these documents, as you say, make their way out of the grisly archives into the present, into sunlight, and we're able to see the role that Western intelligence played in this really very barbaric act. I, uh, I watched uh, Oliver Stone's uh, latest uh, uh, oeuvre about uh, the killing of Jack Kennedy uh, during the week, a very fine piece of work, a four-parter uh, that it uh, is. Uh, Oliver, I suppose you could say, uh, extends the thesis uh, that Kennedy uh, was sympathetic to uh, Congolese independence. He was hostile to Belgian uh, colonialism, uh, that he admired Lumumba, and for that matter, Nkrumah, uh, but that uh, Dulles, the head of the CIA, was acting as, a, as a, basically uh, an agency that was at war with its own president on Congo matters. And as soon as... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, Kennedy was killed Johnson changed the attitude of the United States completely and backed the coming to power of Suharto, the brute, uh, sorry, of, uh, of uh, I'm getting my brutes uh, mixed up, of Mbuto, Seso Seco, who became the greatest thief of the 20th century, who looted billions, billions from uh, the people of the Congo. I mean billions of dollars, backed by the United States throughout. Is that your reading? Do you agree with Oliver? Well, you know, I know that Oliver's work is very close to the view that um, Jack Kennedy was killed because, you know, he had sympathetic views, not only to Nkrumah and Lumumba, as you say, but also perhaps even to the Cuban revolution. That's a a view that's there. But I think there's something deeper here than merely Dulles versus Kennedy or later LBJ versus the legacy of Kennedy. And that's the role of US companies and the defense sector. Um, it's important to point out that there were very significant US-based um, mining companies, American metals, for instance, knee-deep in the Congo. In fact, the United States sent as its ambassador to Belgium, uh, Bill Burden, who plays a role in the killing, overthrow first of Lumumba and then the killing. Bill Burden had stakes, you know, was involved in American metals. You know, th these are people who had uh, ties to the big corporations. Bill Burden's also was with Lockheed Martin. Um, by the way, if you go to Wall Street, there are remnants of the Burden financial empire. He had his own bank and so on. This was the man sent to be ambassador to Belgium, but it's not just Burdens. Um, Shinkolombi, the large uranium mine in Katanga, in Hot Katanga province, it's from that uranium mine that the uranium was harvested and used in Japan um, to bomb Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And the United States government, particularly in CIA documents, you can get this very clearly, was quite absolutely forthright that there was no way they were going to allow an independent Congo to control this source of uranium. You know, it was one thing for apartheid South Africa, essentially white racist South Africa, to have some control over their nuclear program. But it was out of the question to allow Lumumba, a man committed to non-alignment, to control the source of this very high-quality uranium in the Shinkolombi mine. So it's actually not just a story of, say, Kennedy, the liberal versus Dulles, you know, the repellent cold warrior who overthrew the government of Jacob Arbenz in Guatemala. There, the Dulles family had lots of commercial um, interest in United Fruit Company. Dulles's secretary was a shareholder in United Fruit Com Company and so on. 
it's not just between the liberal and this you know deep state security guy it's also the very enduring defense and commercial ties that the united states had in places like the congo where they just would not permit george they wouldn't permit any of the interests to be set aside this is not about human rights or democracy promotion it's not about anything like that this was plainly naked self economic interest and military interest the military interest comes in when we talk about uranium the economic interest comes in when we talk about copper the copper of katanga and later of course coal tan and you know cobalt and other important minerals in with which congo is awash when you say something like the congo is the richest country in africa what you're saying is that the congo has an immense amount of resources same as afghanistan up to perhaps 3 trillion dollars of resources but the people are poor and the people are poor because their resources have over decades been stolen and been used to enrich very small numbers of people uh, who are around the governments of the west and in fact let's be clear almost control them so whether it's kennedy or it's dallas whispering in their ear are people like bill burden and they are the ones who we need to pay close attention to what they're saying and what they're doing we we can understand the enmity of uh, of belgium the overthrown effectively driven out colonial power we can understand the uh, fear of the empire in washington uh, scared that lamomba would uh, take the congo out of uh, the western sphere and into non alignment following people uh, like nkrumah like uh, like uh, sukarno uh and others in a uh, grouped around the bandung uh, non-aligned uh, conference and so on we can understand both those powers but what did britain have to gain by being involved in the murder of patrice lumumba well it's an enduring question that the people of britain must ask themselves why britain said had such a hard time with the decolonization movement i mean let's put this into some context Yes India Pakistan later Bangladesh were able to wrench themselves out of british colonialism there's a story to be told there as well george which is that um you know there are documents in the british archive which show that the british understood look we're going to lose india that's true but we better hold on to the military bases in northern pakistan and then the british encouraged the partition and so on um, there are documents that show that that these were debates in consideration and so on other parts of the british empire even the labor government was just loath to let it go look at the behavior of the british government in malaya where the during the malaya insurgency they used the most horrible violence against the people of malaya then the terrible violence used in kenya you know during the mauma period now documented by carolyn elkins a harvard university professor superb book on the violence used by britain in kenya there was a hangover here it is also true that britain france and israel uh, you know in a sense miscalculated in 1956 when they tried to seize the suez region um, making a claim for that land and the united states came in and said no 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 wait a minute 
you back off Britain, you back off France, Israel, go back to your borders. It's for us to define uh, how the world is going to be. And actually, Suez is really interesting because it's at Suez that you get the sense of Britain increasingly becoming the subordinate partner to the United States. And in fact, by the time you get to the Congo in 1960-61, it's very clear that British intelligence has become the subordinate partner of the United States. It's not playing a starting role. Um, it's out there supporting the US interests. And really, that's how you have to see British involvement in places like the Congo, places like um, Southeast Asia, where Britain plays a role uh, alongside the United States in the war against the Vietnamese people. Uh, you have to see this in Britain's role, even in Guyana, um, you know, in the country in South America, where there were a series of attempted coups in the 1950s, two of them successful, one of them with British gunboats in the Caribbean. In each of these cases, George, you begin to see, and this is markedly after Suez, 1956, you begin to see Britain operate essentially, effectively, as the subordinate ally of the United States, a, a subordinate allyship which continues to this day, yep. uh, to this day. Absolutely. Vijay Prashad, thank you very much indeed, as always, for joining us on the mother of all talk shows. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.